Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by the Sky Lounge and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, and Jesse Moffat Entertainment. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations and has been recognized by the Sioux Falls Stage Awards with a special distinction for promoting the arts. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome, everyone. So great to have you listening in on Arts and Entertainment Conversations from the Sioux Empire. For those of you unfamiliar with where the Sioux Empire is, it's not really an empire, but we think of it that way. Someday we need to figure out who the king and the queen are. It's roughly the metro area plus a tri-state area around Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Coming up later in the show, we'll be talking with actor-director Rose Ann Hofflin about uh, her work on the stage as well as her full-time work with Levitt at the Falls. Coming up in a few minutes is a man who has chipped in in nearly every capacity of the theater, Bob Nelson. Talks about it all and even teaches us the Sioux Falls Anthem. Who knew, right? Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner. It's here. So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near, and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. Lift them up high. Of course, depending upon where and when you're listening, it might depend on what you can be lifting up high. As I uh, put this together on a Wednesday night, you know what it is. Oh, Jasper Newton. Jack Daniels Diet Coke and a lime will be here this evening. At least one. <laughs> but uh, definitely toast it because we're toasting to after parties. Last Friday, after seeing Improv Falls, uh, which, by the way, was incredible, make sure that you catch them sometime, we were invited to Aaron Sharp and Emily Dykstra's home. Now, both of them, they happen to be getting married later this month. Um, they were on the show a, a month or two back. Great time, a great couple, and uh, they have a very nice home. In fact, uh, Aaron has posters of uh, every production that he's been in. Uh, and Emily right now is, is just looking for a better plumber. Uh, but, and that's an inside joke that, uh, those that were there will catch it. Had a great time getting just to socialize with some very talented actors and basically all around theater buffs that were there. Just a, a great time seeing some that you typically only see while you're looking at Facebook and you respond back and forth or you get to see him at a show, but you didn't get a chance to, to really talk much afterward. Fun, fun time. So cheers to you to after parties. The Weekend Eve Toast has been brought to you by Ale Hop Brewery Tours. No matter what brewery in Sioux Falls is your favorite, Ale Hop Brewery Tours lets you and your friends choose any or all of the eight local breweries. Here's the good part, too. They take care of, in fact, some might say the best part, they take care of the driving so you don't have to worry about, you know, any issues uh, with your consumption. 
they do that in a very cool van. It sits up to six, so you need to book your private tour online at alehopbrewerytours.com. Now, they also do Wine Wednesdays, so talk to them about that. Plus, on the weekend, if you're already out and about, they have their public tours. And for more info on that, call 605-777-2183. That is 605-777-2183. Take it from others. I'd recommend this tour to anyone, beer lover or not. Ale Hop Brewery Tours, where micro fans meet micro brews. And honorable mention is going to go to some fine fellows that have another local podcast. It's the three guys that uh, happen to have a uh, backlot. 605 podcast all about movies this month they're featuring mel brooks comedies and they started off the series with me talking about blazing saddles uh it's it's a very non-politically correct movie i will put that up front for those that know nothing about it but by the same token for those that have seen it dozens maybe hundreds of times uh it's it's a, a laugh basically a minute uh, Mel Brooks is a genius at comedy. So, you know, first of all, honorable mention to, uh, you know, Mel Brooks and for everything that he has provided in film, but also to local guys that just love to talk about it. Uh, you've got Casey, you've got Brian and Sam and those three. They love film. There is no doubt about it. And so congratulations to them. You know, this is episode number 124 for my show. Ah, yeah. They're way ahead of me yet because they started a year earlier. I will never catch up to them. Okay, so coming up later in the show, actor and director Roseanne Hoffman. Up next, a Sioux Falls man that's been around the theater many years and in many ways, Bob Nelson on the Dave Holly Hour. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T-South Dakota. Hi, my name is Jesse Moffat, and I'm not a piano player. I'm a comic magician and hypnotist. I've been performing for over 20 years. I've performed at many events, corporate events, holiday parties, post-prom parties, graduation parties, state and county fairs, festivals, just about anything you can imagine. The funniest thing about the Magic Act is that I use a ton of audience participation, and that can make things really interesting. Put it down the front of your shirt. <laughs> Stop being so... I'm not, my hand won't follow. The best thing about the hypnosis show is that the volunteers and their imaginations really make it a blast. <laughs> Holy crap, dude, did you see what you just did? You could do that possibly to girls. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E... M-O-F-F-I-T-T or call 605-929-0964. 
Welcome back, everybody. It's always a pleasure. You know I say that every time, but it just is. And uh, the gentleman that's going to be joining us now, we could say needs no introduction because he's been around here so long, but he's a first-time guest. I've been wanting to have him on for a long time, and I just keep running into him because we're at a lot of events together and just having a, a great time. Uh, and uh, Bob Nelson, it is great to have you. Well, thank you for inviting me. This is, I, I consider, a pleasure to you know, to do this. I've listened to some, some of the podcasts from before, and it's, uh, it's a, a quite a good uh, venue to have for arts and entertainment. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. You know, and, and it uh, kind of started off when I started it at first. I thought it would have a lot of arts and entertainment in it. Uh-huh. Uh, but I thought there might be, you know, some city hall stuff and so forth right. from time to time. But after interviewing Robin Byrne as my first guest, I was like, drop all the excess stuff. Right. Just stick right. to having a couple of people on and getting to know them. And dig a little deeper than a regular radio interview would. Worked on a lot of shows with Robin. Yes, yes. that you have. Yes. You've worked on a lot of shows, period. Oh, period, yes. Uh, Do you have a number? I don't have a number. You never kept no, track I, of it? I Well, I first started doing shows at the Orpheum in 76. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a musical called Company. And we built the set on the stage while they rehearsed in the lobby because there was no shop. Right. And the, the dressing rooms and bathrooms were underneath the stage. Uh, so it was, you know, it was still set up as a vaudeville theater because back in those days, the, the set was just uh, the train would pull up behind the theater. They unload the set, mm-hmm. get done with the show, and they load it back up and on their way. So they had no use for a, th- uh, a shop or, you know, any extra wing space. So um, it, it was a challenge then. Yeah. What do you think has been the most important part of all of that growth to where we are now? Um, well, it, it's number one, I guess it, it gives us a chance to expand and, and do things that didn't have room to do before. Uh, I remember when we did uh, Mary Poppins, we every piece of the set moved and and it was like choreography just with the set on scene changes yeah so it, it and having that you know space to go to off on the wings to you know to put extra pieces w- was very convenient because you know it was almost like um that the pieces just flew in just like mary poppins yeah. you know well it's such a grand old theater anyway oh yes but yes to, yeah to over 100 understand years old that, you know the yeah. way that it's growing and so forth uh, and I think that that makes, brings up a good point. You know, sometimes we think, oh, yeah, somebody was a stage manager on something. And so, well, you know, maybe back uh, in 1976, stage manager did a few things and yeah. had the prop master and, and so forth. Uh-huh. But, you know, that's a huge responsibility now. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, well, uh, and all the theater that I, you know, have done, I learned most of it at the Orpheum. Uh, I've worked at you know other theaters down in Worthing at the Old Town Theater and and uh, we used to have a um, it's called the Barn Theater that was down by the T exit and that was just in the summertime yeah. and and uh, some of the shows that we did it was one I was in um, 
we were wearing our winter coats in the middle of summer <laughs> on stage and in a South trying Dakota not summer. to sweat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How did that trying part work out? Oh, oh yeah. It's <laughs> not, not well. Yeah. But, but, but the barn theater was very interesting. It was, um, you know, people in the area wanted a place to, uh, to do theater in the summertime, too. So... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, D. Cullen. I remember D. Yeah. Uh, she uh, had had this barn. She says, "I've got a barn. We can put a theater in that." And then, and so, and, and then it just happened. So you know, they all everybody got together and they put you know put the seats in there and put a stage in and and uh, some uh, rudimentary lights. You know, made, made out of. Uh, Number ten cans and, oh, wow. and, and just light bulbs, you know. <laughs> had to be at first, up you know, close, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, did with what they had, but you know, wanted to keep doing that theater. So, um, you know, just to give that, uh, I guess uh, I would say uh, to uh, that bug that you get inside you. Mm. you after a while, you go, God, I got to do some theater, whether it be, you know, whether it be backstage, exactly, or under stage or over the stage, or yeah. We'll bring you up the, the name of, of D. Cullen reminds yeah. me, she was quite the poet too. Oh, she was, yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. D. was, oh, she's a, a grand old lady. She, uh, um, uh, she did a show called Everybody Loves Opal, and she played Opal, and and there were. Uh, two or three other shows about Opal. I think there was Opal's Million Dollar Duck and Opal Gets Married. I think and but but just a whole series of them that that uh, and of course she played Opal in all of them. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's been your favorite thing to do in the theater? Oh, my f- probably the most fun show I worked on was Arsenic and Old Lace. Mm. I played the uh, the director of the sanitarium that um, comes in in Act Three, which was kind of interesting because the first two acts, I I was the house manager for the show, and then on the third Double act, duty. yeah, and then the third act, I got into costume and makeup, and and then came in in the third act and, and played that uh, sanitarium director. Yeah. Was his name Doctor something? Uh, yes, Doctor uh, Witherspoon. Yes, Witherspoon. Yes, yes. I played the same part oh, in high did. school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was only like twelve was, lines or yeah, something, so, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and the, the the one line in the what's the last line of the show? The ladies or our, I comment this as well. It's been a. I thought I'd had my last glass of elderberry wine. wine. The ladies go, no, here it is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, classic. It is, yes. What was the first play you were ever in or part of? The first one was um, Fidian's Rainbow in junior high. Um, Just was um, just one of the chorus. And it was very interesting because at that time, you know, didn't think anything of it, but half the class was in blackface. So, you know, and no one thought anything of it, but you know, the times change and you, you move with, you know, move along with the changes. And so it, it got, uh, 
Um, it, it was interesting because, yeah, some had to take off a lot of makeup at the end of the show and others didn't. Right. So, <laughs> What uh, is the key to enjoying theater for as long as you have? The key, I think, is the people that you get to work with. Um, because it's, it's that um, uh, collaboration that you have with all those people. Each person has their own different thing that they have to do for the show to be successful and to run smoothly. And, and all those things coming together you know, for for one performance, or or a series of performances, is is just okay. We got this, and then to hear the uh, reaction from the audience, it it just gives you uh, butterflies inside mm-hmm. and say, yes, we did it. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, your career in theater, is there anything you haven't done? Um, and say I haven't directed a show. You know, I might try that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know a small show. Um, but I've I, I've been in ones where the, there's just two of us. Uh, I've been a technical director for some shows. Um, so you know, responsible for the set and the lights and sound and all that. Um, and have um. I haven't, you know, done any, uh, I'm not a choral director, so I haven't done any music directing or, or any choreographing or anything uh-huh. like that. But, you know, pretty much everything else I've done, worked on set and stage manager and uh, fly lines and, you know, you name it. So, but, you know, you, you learn sometimes out of necessity. It's... It's like, okay, we're looking for somebody to do this. Well, I haven't done that before, but I'll learn. Yeah. So, you know. Necessity of the mother of invention. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, so you've seen uh, so many different things. Um, but what do you think the state of our theater community is now? Not just Premier Playhouse, but the throw in Corson, throw oh, yes, in Old Town, yeah. throw uh, in anywhere that somebody performs now. I, I love that uh, the way it's growing. Um, and to see other people with with the passion for theater to to keep it going, um, and and you know sometimes sometimes you see a show and you go, mm, I maybe would have done that a little different, or, but but you know pretty good it was, it was a pretty good show. So, um, and anytime I you know seen uh, see a show that I've seen before, you go, okay. I didn't yeah, would never thought of doing it that way. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you, you never know. Do you go out of every show with some sort of enjoyment even if it might not have been that great of a show? Oh yes, yes. I always I was I listen very carefully to the lines because I know that they're written like in Arsenic and Old Lace, a very well-written show because it's all set up and then bam you get the punchlines and and it's like bam 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 and and sometimes people don't listen and hear that 
well, the, they just made a joke there, but nobody's laughing. It's not me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> I tend to be in that category sometimes. It's like, that was clever. And I chuckled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might catch it in another minute or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe they'll have a callback on it. <laughs> All right, uh, we're talking with uh, Bob, and uh, Bob, you are just a, a great guy to be around anyway. Well, I thanks. Mean, you, you always thanks. have a, a great smile on your face. You always seem to be having fun. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I feel like we're becoming good friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think the one thing that uh, comes up so often when I'm talking to somebody from the theater is the word family. Yes. You have yes. to have one of the most ex- Extensive and expansive oh, theater families in oh, town, yeah. don't you? <laughs> I, I do, I do. It's, um, and you, you know, and that's one part of it. it it's, a, it's a place where people can come and feel like they're at home. Um, sometimes you get, you know, the, the wrong kind of, you know, the wrong mix of people together for a show, and, and you can see it. But but generally, for most of the show, everybody gets along. Everybody does their best, and and you know you you strive to to get to that final performance. So, yeah. and uh, you know it's so fun because you know you spend a lot of time together. When oh, you're yes. oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> no doubt about that. Definitely, and uh, a smaller cast, especially, uh, you become quite close. Uh, but even the big cast, you know, like uh, Christmas Carol. You know, oh, fifty-six yep, yep. people. Oh, Ooh, but well, still, everybody has relationships from that show. In Les Miserables, we had seventy. Yeah, so, um, yeah. <laughs> Glad we had that wind space then, because otherwise, <laughs> that would have been <laughs> standing room only in the dressing room. So, well, and you know that's a, the unique thing about uh, the Orpheum, uh, the way that it is set up with those dressing rooms down below and so forth. Uh, now. I've performed there a, a couple of times in some uh, non-theater shows, in some okay. magic shows. Uh-huh. Um, the ghost showed up one time. Oh, ha- really? Have you ever heard the ghost or anything? Never. Never have, nope. huh? Been there all by myself late at night working yeah. on set or something. Nothing. I haven't huh? heard. Man, I was hoping anything. you might have some good nope. ghost stories about that. <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe I'm just not paying attention. Yeah. But <laughs> oh, that ticked off the ghost more. <laughs> yeah. than Is yeah, there? A- yeah, here's to you, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a role that you haven't played that you would love to? Oh gosh. Um, well, I was just thinking that uh, we were going to do um, Music Man. Um, was it uh, at the end? Was it last season or season before? Anyway, COVID messed COVID that messed up. Everything up. And yeah. um, I, I would have liked to have done Mayor Shin. Ah, I can Man. see it was that. Either that or in the quartet. Yeah. Yes. In the barbershop quartet. Yep. yep. Light of rose, yeah. I'm home Holding again rose. rose. <laughs> to put the sun back in the sky. You have a great memory. Uh, because <laughs> you can sing that. I mean, I, I remember the chorus part. Uh-huh. Light of rose, home again rose. But you can actually do the lyrics <laughs> on something like that. But before we started to record today, uh-huh. you sang something. And this has a, a teeny bit of a tie-in to me because at one time I worked at KELO Radio. Well, long ago, mm-hmm. there was a, uh, a radio show at Christmas time 
called Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn, yes. Ray Loftusness. Yes, Ray. And good man, old Ray. He was, well, not only good old Ray, but talk about a true broadcaster. Oh, there yeah, aren't many left definitely. anymore. Yep. You know, somebody yep. could do everything right. and do it in a professional manner and an upstanding manner. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we were talking about that because I'm doing some work with Jeff Gould right now who has Prairie Home or uh, a Prairie Christmas. Right. And so we were kind of going back. Actually, you said uh, Ray Loftus is. Yeah. And then uh, I kind of went forward with everybody that had done it since. Right. And you were telling me you have a little Ray Loftus story. Um, Well, yes. Well, we did a, a variety show at the Orpheum. Uh, this was like in, oh gosh, I want to say 83, 84, right around there. Um, and uh, one of the songs that we did was um, the Sioux Falls Anthem. And Ray taught that to us. And uh, I don't know if you want me to sing Let's it Let's hear you. it. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, it goes, I've traveled all around this country to the north, south, east, and west. And I've come to one conclusion that my hometown's the best. I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's the greatest city that I know. I love it more every day. Here I'm going to stay. And in the next hundred years, watch it grow. For in South Dakota, you get more than your quota of friends who will never let you down. I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's my hometown. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, so you, you learn it. And then uh, uh, about uh, what, about five years ago, got to sing that on the McKinnon stage with uh, uh, Sylvia Hankin. Oh. Which was uh, quite The grand honor. lady. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. And I, I tell you what, you know, that thinking of your memory and being able to uh, bring the lyrics back like that and so forth obviously helps you play a, a role then, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. When you get yeah. a character, yep. It, yep. is it pretty easy for you to do the line memorization? It, it usually is, yes. Um, there was a part I had in Spamalot where the dialogue didn't make any sense at all. So you just had you had to memorize it. Okay, what what's coming next? Yeah, where's my cue? Because it, it it didn't make sense. Yeah. So, but it, that's what made it funny. funny. So, yeah, it that uh, that's tough. Um, otherwise, you know, usually w- with lines, you know, you've got some uh, either with uh, the music, but uh, with uh, lines, you've got movement that goes with it, or or you know, fits into the story line somewhere so okay i'm going to the kitchen to get some tuna and <laughs> and so yeah so you go to the kitchen you know um <laughs> uh, so that that makes it a lot easier you get a choice to be in a play or a musical which one are you taking gosh i would say a musical because i like to sing yeah um, and even even if I'm not in the show, I like to be backstage as a stagehand so I can sing along. Really? Music. Yeah. <laughs> um, when we did Rent, I, I worked uh, 
um, <clears throat> the props on that show. Well, I thought you were going to say you worked 525,600 yeah, yeah. <laughs> minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, yeah, I was backstage uh, singing along in the chorus parts, not the solo part, but just the chorus parts. And so, w- w- which was almost like being out there on stage. So, you know. You have fun regardless, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good yeah, for you. Yeah. That's a way to enjoy it. <laughs> I don't like the alternative. So. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we should mention that we are recording this at our wine bar and kitchen. And uh, so you have a beer and I have a glass mm-hmm. of wine. Cheers. cheers to you, Bob. Yeah, cheers to you. Oh, love it. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yes. This is the way to do an interview, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Every, definitely. Everybody, yeah. everybody should have this opportunity. <laughs> and for those that haven't been on the show, you're probably coming up soon. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, always enjoy talking about uh, uh, arts and entertainment. Um, and so you've been in a lot. You've done a lot behind the scenes and so forth. What is it when you get into a character that you're looking for that is going to put your spin on it on something that people may have seen before? Um, well, actually, uh, I, yeah, I try to make it different than than what you know than what anyone has seen before. So, um, whether it be Adding, uh, you know, a, a body tick or something like that uh-huh. or, or change, changing your voice uh, just a little bit to, you know, make the, the character sound a little different, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, when I, I worked at taking claims at insurance on the phone and they, I get somebody on the line that has, a, has an accent and wouldn't you know, I, I would start doing that accent after a while asking them <laughs> questions. So, fit right in. Yeah, yeah fit, Speak fit at right level. in there. So. <laughs> do you have a favorite accent you like to do? Um, I, I like the British accent I, and the Southern accent. Uh, it, it all depends, you know. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever done an imitation of Robin Byrne? That I have not. Yeah. But I've, heard, I've heard a, a little, good one, though. Have you, you really? Know, yeah. <laughs> oh, who? Uh, I can't. Who was it? Gosh, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I, I did okay. hear one. Yeah, I did hear one. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, you know, uh, John Mogan from Mogan's Heroes? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, his drummer is, uh, oh, gosh, I can't think of the first name now. Uh, but uh, I, know, I know Denny. Yeah, Denny Gale. Den, Denny Gale. Hoffman, but I uh, can't think yeah. of the first name right now. But anyway, had him on a, uh, a year or two back. And he was talking about the first time that he met uh, John Mogan, and then he did an imitation of John Mogan. And I thought I was going to wet my pants. It was so funny. (laughs) So it's amazing what can be done, though, with different voices. Right. And and I've done shows with uh, uh, his brother, Gene, Gene Mogan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He he, uh, was in shows in Playhouse Days. So, Um, yeah. And like you said earlier, met a lot of people that I've connected with. Just being in shows and and um, if if nothing else, I was volunteer coordinator for a while and mm-hmm. and would uh, set up all the ushers and the house managers and all that and and uh, sometimes ended up doing it myself. <laughs> but, <laughs> when people don't show, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, that's the way you get to know people. I mean, you 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 uh, 
just you know start a conversation you know and some some sometimes you're walking down a hall or something say hi to somebody and they're just looking down the floor and right. go, oh sorry <laughs> you know <laughs> sorry you got to live like that yeah but, yeah true yeah I'm, I'm with you on that yeah. I feel sorry for those people that can't yeah. have uh, or just, their own yeah, voice or response, in some way yeah, yeah. Uh, all right uh, always love yeah. to end with a, a couple of questions okay one. Question one kind of typically gets an, uh, answers number two, uh-huh. uh, but uh, boy, that sounded strange, didn't it? Answers number two. <laughs> All right, but question number one is: When you are not part of the arts and entertainment scene, what do you like to go out and be entertained by? Well, like we did last Friday, uh, went on and saw uh, the uh, Improv Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love doing that. Um, and, you know, just um, I don't like to go to concerts inside because I've, I've got hypersensitive yeah. hearing. So real loud noises, it's like more screechy, you know, type screechy stuff. than, yeah. yeah, even though I do love music, so which makes it difficult. Um, I like to uh, watch arts made, you know, or see arts that have been made. Like like uh, when they do the Sidewalk Arts Festival, mm-hmm. walk around and see all the things that that people think of and 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 what they use to make those with too. So yeah, a lot of creativity. Yes, there, that's yeah. For sure. Any yeah. hobbies aside from being involved? In oh, so gosh. much. <laughs> Not much time for that. <laughs> yeah. That's why uh, yeah. question one sometimes uh, takes I, and care. And I of always the say, one. you know, I, I don't watch sports or do sports. I said theater is my sport. Mm-hmm. So um, that should it, be a bumper sticker. It, yeah, and um, I have a hard time sitting through a show. I, I get fidgety. Okay, what's going on backstage? <laughs> and what you know? What's uh, you know? J- because I'm used to walking around and, you know, being, you know, active during right. the show. So it's like, <laughs> it's hard just to sit there sometimes and not do yeah. anything. So but react, say, you know. Relax. Bob. Yeah. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My friend, it's been a, a pleasure oh, my. Uh, having you on. Say, and yeah, uh, thank, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Uh, and we have some lovely parting gifts for you, too. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. We'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself, too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. It's another Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversation on the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everyone. Always a pleasure. It is. I'm just going to say that now. You might as well get used to it. Maybe I'll even just record it. And we'll have that as a proverbial every time Dave has a conversation. It'll just be the recording that starts. It's always a pleasure. And it is, especially when I get another first-time guest. I've been admiring her for years and uh, even have uh, volunteered for her in the past. It's Rose Ann Hofflin from stage, from volunteering, from working at the Levitt. 
And we're going to talk about all of it today. Rose, how are you? I'm good. How Glad are you, Dave? I, if I were any better, I'd be twins. Love it. I do, too. And if I were, I'd get twice as much done. <laughs> Some days I think I need two. Yes, I, I'm with you on that. <laughs> I, can I could maybe use yeah. triplets oh, these yeah, days. Oh, yeah, you probably could. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's talk <laughs> first off. Uh, Into the Woods. Yes. You are going to be directing that. For I am. good. I, I was going to say... We're already to the point where we can say you are, correct? Mm-hmm. You are directing it uh, for Goodnight Theater, and it's uh, coming up very soon. And uh, probably caught you even on your way to a rehearsal? Well, there is, there's a dance brush-up tonight. That, dance brush-up, okay. That's the one piece that I can't help with. So they'll be okay. Uh, we have Rebecca Merriman is our very talented choreographer. That so, she is, yeah. Uh, I will leave it in her capable hands tonight. <laughs> so does that mean you even get to stay home? I think so. Wow. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about Into the Woods. It's Absolutely. a very, very well known. Uh, but for those that haven't uh, ever taken a gander at it, what is Into the Woods? You know, Into the Woods is a musical theater classic. Um, it is a Stephen Sondheim musical um, written in the 80s and um, really has withstood the test of time, frankly, over the years. It is a mishmash of all of your favorite fairy tale mm-hmm. uh, characters, plus some, which was really brilliantly woven together. So you have the story of Cinderella, you have the story of Jack and the Beanstalk, you have the story of Little Red Riding Hood and others, all mixed together into one sort of epic story um, of these characters getting their wish in act one and then in act two seeing what happens when you get your wish and mm-hmm. sometimes the repercussions of yeah. those things so it has a very be careful what you wish for exactly. as they say yeah is <laughs> a very sort of humorous and clever act one and a little bit darker act two yeah. but is really just a very moving story the music is the stuff that musical theater actors dream of um the characters are rich there are a ton of strong female characters in into the woods it's just it's one not to be missed and not to be missed live i would say too true yeah mm-hmm. and uh, there's uh, always something special when you can be in the theater yeah. and uh, experience that and uh, take it all in, and you've got a great cast for I this, too. Do. Tell us who's involved oh. and what they're doing. Now, I can't forget anybody, but what's unique about this production, and not unique to Goodnight necessarily, but unique to Into the Woods, is Into the Woods is probably written for around 18 characters in a traditional production. In our Goodnight Theater production, we have 10 actors who are a part of this. So we have several who are playing several Multiple roles. Parts, yeah. um, some are doing two roles, some are doing three roles within the production. Um, so some of the folks that are involved are some of the Goodnight Company that you've seen probably for many years. So Bob Wendland is involved. He's playing our narrator slash mysterious man. Um, <laughs> I remember one thing where he played male. Yeah. He was every male part in it. Yes. He's used to it then. Yeah. So he's, he's got two this time, which he's handling wonderfully, of course. Um, Jess Johansson is playing our witch in this production. Um, Simon, uh, Simon Floss, so Simon Floss, uh, is who playing, just celebrated his 29th birthday. He sure did. Yes. He is playing uh, Jack slash the steward in the production. We have Alexandria Thong, um, Vatch, who is playing the baker's wife. Mm-hmm. We have Wade Gemmar, who is playing the baker. We have Amy Morrison, who is playing three roles. She's playing Rapunzel <laughs> and Jack's mom and the stepmother from Cinderella. 
And see, we normally think of Amy as being in the band yes. or in an orchestra yes. and so forth. And that's but, what she's done previously with yeah. this production. So she's pretty excited to get I on the so. stage and get to you know show that side of her creative talents. Um, and who else am I missing? I have Coleman Peterson as one of my princes slash a stepsister in Cinderella. And then he's also playing the wolf. Um, and then Brady Borsma is playing mm-hmm. another prince and a stepsister and Milky White the cow. Um, and I think that might be that might be everybody. I'm going to feel okay. bad if I forgot yeah. someone, but that's our strong ensemble of yeah, 10. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as you mentioned, you know, some of them are already uh, Good Night Theater collectives. Yes. Uh, as in the collective the membership part of it and so forth. And boy, some strong, strong talent in there. Oh, I know um, who I forgot. I need to mention okay. her. Okay, so we have Alex Newcomb-Wyland also oh, wow. playing Little Red. Yeah. Yes. So just a, a standout cast all you around. You do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when you already have a standout cast like that and you start rehearsals, how do you approach it as a director? I mean, in, in the back of your mind, are you thinking, oh, this is going to be a breeze? Or how do I still enforce, you know, with all this talent out there, how do I still make it that they come together as a cast and make this production top notch? Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's interesting with Goodnight because it has its own sort of challenges. We have a very tight rehearsal schedule. Um, and so there's a lot of content. I mean, Into the Woods is two and a half hour show yeah. um, in a very tight rehearsal time. So, <laughs> um, so we have a very sort of structured rehearsal schedule. A lot of, it's been interesting. A lot of our actors have done this show before in different parts. Um, but we have also folks who've never seen the show before and everybody in between in terms of our experience level with it. Um, so we Which is in, probably what you're going to have as an audience too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we came in just with this, you know, concept of what is it that we're, we're hoping to accomplish together through this what is it that excites us about this musical because a lot of us have sort of this rich history with it um and then really just working together as an ensemble to tell this story in our way which is going to be a little bit different than your sort of traditional french fairy tale um our aesthetic <laughs> is a little bit more i would say um good night uh feeling good nightish yes, yes <laughs> in that uh we've got some sort of modern takes that we're bringing into it the set itself is a little bit more sort of abstract and again sort of a little bit of a modern edgy feel to what we're what we're bringing to the story all right look forward to that it's uh i'm i'm guessing it's going to be outstanding because i have yet to go to a good night theater collective production and go yeah no it's always standing ovations for everything and so very much excited about that what's been the most important part for you in getting this story across you know, I there are just some really universal, beautiful themes in Into the Woods that I've been excited to explore and that I think are particularly timely in this year and this time. Um, one of the main things that's been exciting for me about this production is exploring this idea of accomplishing one's own sort of wishes and desires versus needing to come t- together as a community to work together to overcome or to accomplish something that's beyond the single person. And I think that's a really interesting theme for us, frankly, in this year coming out of COVID, looking at just these big battles that we face as a society that take us coming together and and what can that look like and what are the challenges to getting there? That's been a theme that's been exciting to explore. Um, Also, I mean, families are such a 
a piece of Into the Woods, this idea of um, parents and children and how we navigate those relationships and also what is your legacy um, when you pass on from this world. And so all of these are just, I think, beautiful human stories through a fairy tale lens that are really just rich and exciting to tell right now. And we love that type of uh, theater. Mm -hmm. What do you love about theater? What got you into it? You know, I grew up in a theater family. Uh, my father was a theater teacher mm -hmm. in high school. Um, he and my mother was a music teacher, and they would co-direct for the community theater in Aberdeen, South okay. Dakota. Um, so I was in my first show when I was four years old. I don't know that I had an option. <laughs> Probably not at that age. Didn't yes. have an agent yet, huh? Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Um, but, but I continued to do theater with them all throughout you know, my youth, and I ended up getting my theater major as one of my majors in college. And so it's always kind of been um, a piece that is community to me. I mean, I love the, the sense of everyone working together towards a common goal in the art form is, is just a neat aspect of it. And like the, the side of me that's sort of the nerd, nerdy psychologist, if you will, loves to explore a character, loves to kind of put yourself into a different character's shoes or, or explore that with an actor that I'm working with. Those are the exciting things for me. What's been the best character for you using that of the nerdy psychology and, and getting into it. Oh, you know, I, I love, I, I love all the characters that I've played for different <laughs> reasons. Um, you know, the most recent thing that folks. Oh, so multi-personalities. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Don't we all have them? I mean, oh, definitely. <laughs> different sides that one can have explore. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm most recently I was in blood brothers with the premier playhouse. That was an interesting absolute. production phenomenal show. Oh, yeah, yeah. That it was will a be lot of fun. tough to beat at stage <laughs> awards, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was beautiful. But that was, I mean, that was a tough character with sort of a lot of layers to it. Which, True. Which I enjoyed. Um, and then in Into the Woods, it's fun to explore. All of Sondheim's characters are so richly written. I mean, that's one of sort of the joys of working on a Sondheim musical. I mean, musically, it's gorgeous, too, and interesting rhythms. But the characters are rich and complex and very much live in a world of moral ambiguity where things are not necessarily black and white. They're struggling with these shades of gray that they have to kind of work through. So there's a lot of material to dig through, um, which is totally fun for all of our actors. And it's, it's great for me to be able to chat with them about all of that too. We get to nerd out together. <laughs> what do you bring to the stage as an actor and follow up with what do you bring to the stage as a director? You know, as an actor, I think that I am a, a skilled listener. I think I'm a skilled listener in life. And so I, I strive to be a good scene partner to those that I'm working with and to very sort of actively be there and be in the scene. Um, that's one thing I think I bring to the table as an actress. Um, as a director, I think, you know, I, I spent a lot of years in management. And so being able to really kind of work on, you know, what is a structure whereby we can sort of work together to get this big thing accomplished, right? Um, to being able to structure things and to, you know, have that acting background too, where you kind of understand what the actors are facing in terms of their challenges, um, being able to offer them the repetition they need to, <laughs> to get done what we need to. Um, but I think being able to kind of create that strong structure for everybody to succeed is something that, that I think I'm okay at. <laughs> so you grew up in a, uh, a family in theater and music. Yeah. Who do you look up to in theater and music? Hmm, 
That's a great question. I get in one per conversation. One great question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're doing well. <laughs> you know, I, I, I look up to my father, frankly, who was a, a theater director, um, and was just an incredibly personable person. You know, he would create beautiful community with everyone he was around. And so I look up to that for sure in terms of developing those relationships, because at the end of the day, again, I feel like that's really what it's about. Right. Frankly. Um, I think that, you know, I've worked with a lot of wonderful directors over the years who again, just have, um, an openness to, you know, working with you to develop a character. I'm, I'm always interested in that side of it. Um, and, or just have beautiful creative vision too. like, like I look up to Bob who's in my cast right Mm -hmm. now for the, what he brings scenically, um, in terms of his like visual art, background as well as his theatrical prowess to be able to um, really envision uh, a different world is something that that I look up to him from. Um, some of the other folks I've worked with locally, uh, Molly Wilson, who you've yeah. probably seen on stage here before too, um, was one of the people who taught me the most about working with children. Um, we grew up together in Aberdeen. And so uh, I took I took tips from her, <laughs> as well as from my current executive director at the Levitt, Nancy. Um, yeah. She is another very skilled children's theater director. So lots of people. No doubt. You know? Yeah. And we'll talk about the Levitt coming up in, in just a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, let's continue on our, our theater theme at, at this point. Yeah. Uh, what is a role that you have not played but would love to? be cast as oh you know i'm up for just about any challenge i mean i would you know like most of the females in this show i would play any of the females mm-hmm. and into the woods in a moment <laughs> all of us <laughs> are like pointing yourself oh no um <laughs> but everybody's pointing at each other going oh you've, you've got my dream role you've got my dream role so i would love to play like the witch or the baker's wife at some <laughs> point i'd take jack's mother you name it they're all so wonderful uh, who came to you about uh, joining Goodnight to begin with? And then who said, hmm, you want to direct this one? Bob Wendland Bob both times, yeah, yeah, okay. approached me. Uh, we had worked together at the Pavilion for several mm-hmm. years, um, and and I had worked with him as a director before at the at what used to be the Sioux Empire Community Theater when it was now the Premier Sioux Playhouse, Empire yeah. Community Theater. Yes, um, I had directed How I Became a Pirate with him many many years ago, <laughs> um, and so you know he had I think seen what I could do in terms of being a director and being a manager, and and he approached me as one of the one of the first directors that they've worked with with mm. Goodnight who are outside of the the collective. Like, Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got uh, a lot ahead of you yet. What are you thinking that uh, is going to be a, besides uh, we're gonna, like I said, we'll talk about the Levin a little bit because that's the full time gig. But in terms of the acting, the directing, what's ahead for Rose? You know, my hope is to continue to be uh, in the theater community. Um, they have not announced the season yet, but I have agreed to direct one of Goodnight's productions next uh, year as well. Wonderful. They'll be announcing it at Into the Woods, so another reason to get your tickets. Um, I, I also anticipate I'll be just doing some directing for Monstrous Theater Company next year. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah, working with Debbie Jones and yes. all that crew. Yeah, yes. fantastic. And I have directed for them previously, yeah. and I love I love theater in small spaces, so their their work is always exciting you know, to that, me. That's one of the, the great things that I have seen. Uh, I grew up in the area, and so, you know, I, I was starting to come to Sioux Falls uh, when the population was 80,000. <laughs> but having lived here now for 25 years, I think what the greatest thing that I have seen is the explosion in arts and entertainment. Yeah. And things along the lines of small places to play. Mm-hmm. 
You know, who would have thought uh, 10, 15 years ago, hey, let's have a, uh, let's put on a play at a book co-op. How's that sound? Yeah. 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 And, and and for everybody, you know, musicians as well, you know, all the bars and so forth uh, that have music now. So it's just been great to see yeah. all that while at the same time having a major facility such as the Washington Pavilion uh, and having the Premier Playhouse and, you know, the changes that they've uh, gone through to get to a, a very high standard. And then along comes this little company called Goodnight Theater. Yeah. And then here comes Monstrous Little Theater. Yeah. And here comes uh, Broadcast Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all the places and venues, it's just been heartwarming to yeah. see that. And what's that have to do for you then as somebody that's so involved in it? I love it. I love it. I think it activates our entire community. You know, I think the businesses also benefit from that as well as the arts organizations and particularly those that are willing to sort of come come up as a new organization, right? That don't necessarily have a ton of resources, but mm-hmm. have these beautiful ideas and this energy to bring to the scene, to be able to have some precedent to know that that can happen happen in our community that you can find unique places that they're not going to turn you down that you can you know put on a play in the in the corner of a bar if you need to (laughs) um it just opens us up to new creative possibilities because you know while the big stages are wonderful as you mentioned you know they're they're designed for a certain type of show too you know it's difficult to pull off a smaller one person two person three person show in a giant space like the orpheum or the washington pavilion main stage Um, but in an intimate setting it can be more powerful and so i love it Excellent. All right, let's switch gears now. Okay. You are wearing your Levitt at the Falls Building Community Through Music sweatshirt. I am. In fact, not just sweatshirt, a cool-looking hoodie, really. It is great. Yeah, that it is. It looks like one of those comfy, I'm going to have you as a friend for a long time sweatshirts. Yes. It is not good in the season, but I found in this off-season time, it is just perfect. Very true, yeah. (laughs) All right, so we've got a a big season coming up. We're going to get those 50 in, aren't we? Yes, 50 free concerts. Yeah, Mother Nature aside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going to say we're getting to 50. (laughs) All right. I like that. That's what I'm uh, shooting for, too. Uh, It's been such a great thing to see. And uh, I've had uh, Nancy on a few times to Mm -hmm. to talk about it uh, in the past. And uh, when are we going to get the full slate? So the full lineup will be released on May 5th. May 5th. So you have a little time. Yes. Okay. All right. Good. So we got to wait. But we're starting to see some of the things that are coming through. Yeah. Um, And it's just such a, a unique way for music to be presented. First of all, for those that are unfamiliar, completely have been behind a rock for a few years now, every one of the shows is free. Free. Yes. They'll pass around a bucket to, you know, take donations and so forth, but it is free. Yes. And it's outdoors in a beautiful setting. (laughs) And uh, I remember the first time uh, going for some training as a volunteer and standing on the stage and looking out and going, Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of space. How are they ever going to fill it? And then let's see, uh, I think it was indigenous, uh, <laughs> according to fireflies. <laughs> and suddenly people are sitting on the other side of the yes. street of Phillips Avenue. Yes, we could use just a slightly bigger space <laughs> on some of those concert nights, for sure. Yes. Yeah. But what types of things are we going to be seeing? You know, I know last year there was kind of a, mm-hmm. a, like a mini series of, you know, different types, like yes. uh, uh, a women's 
uh, women in music type yes. uh, series and so forth. Uh, anything along that line or is yeah. everything uh, opposite this year? Yeah. So um, as a part of the 50 free concerts, we have a really diverse, varied lineup. That is always the goal is that, you know, what we're programming is reflective of the the various tastes in our community. You know, so we don't want it to be all the same all the mm-hmm. time. That's part of the beauty is that you get to try something new. Uh, so we have 10 different genres this year, which is, I think, what you're referring right, to. Yes. Um, again, we'll see if I can remember all of them. <laughs> I need my we'll list of 10. We'll forgive you if you don't on this. Um, but, you <laughs> You know, Americana, country, rock and roll, um, a funk and blues, which is a new one for Mm. us this year. We're doing one called Vintage Vibes, which is something, you know, if it kind of throws back to a certain Psychedelic. Yeah, potentially. 60s, 70s, maybe? You get to you get to pick your vintage, maybe <laughs> based on your own era. Um, you have to break out the Austin Powers suit. <laughs> there you go. Um, Women in Song. We are doing mm-hmm. again featuring okay. female artists. Uh, we have a homegrown series, so those are all artists that are based in Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Garden Fresh series, which is always fun. That's sort of like your hip hop, your pop, your rap. Um, we have a family music series, and then I'm missing one. I'll have to I'll have to think on it and come back to it. Well, both lists I'll you've been nine there. out of ten yeah. <laughs> to start with, and you came back with the tenth one on the uh, yes. on your cast. I'll, so I'll find it. You'll World probably music. find it here. <laughs> World music. I got it already. <laughs> All right. So that's uh, that comes out the full schedule. Yes. On May fifth. May fifth. And then when do we start? June third. June third. Yep. And it goes through. September uh, late, 10th. Yeah, through Labor Day this year. Yep. Passed it. Yep. Wow, incredible. So every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night from mm-hmm. June 3rd to September 10th, there will be a concert at the Levitt. Um, in addition to that, the family series I mentioned will happen on Friday mornings. So about every yeah. other Friday morning, we'll have um, a special show that's really geared towards youth and towards families to come on out. And, and those youth groups come mm-hmm. out as well. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a consistent schedule. And so again, if you're just downtown, you can pop by and see what happens to be happening on the Levitt on any Thursday, Friday or Saturday. We'll have great music. Yeah, the first year you did Sunday afternoons. We did. Um and kind of mixed reaction. Yeah, yeah. it was and, it was hot oh, and was it, hot? it wasn't as busy. And so we just, you know, we, but Thursdays have been going great for yeah, us. And so we've kind of yeah. invested more in that time frame and well, in those and, Friday mornings for kids. And Thursday seems to be a big night around town anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, shows tend to open on mm-hmm. Thursday nights and uh, a lot going on downtown, yeah. especially summertime. So, And we've uh, been able to route some interesting artists on Thursdays who we might not be able to get on Fridays and Saturdays oh, too. So that's true. kind of a little insider tip is, you know, check out the Thursdays. There's some real solid artists that yeah. we tend to get routing through on those I days. I will keep that in mind. Yeah. Now, um, I did pass along a group that I wanted Nancy to take a look at. They happened to be on CBS Saturday morning. Okay. In the, uh, I think they call them Saturday morning sessions or something. Yeah. And they hold the record for being on CBS Saturday morning sessions with five appearances. Okay. And so I tell her to go to that. And she says, okay, I'll look it up. And then they had one clunker of a song, and I'm like, oh, I hope she doesn't judge them all off that. Listen to some of their previous stuff, please. Because <laughs> it, it was a little different. Okay. And, and not their typical things, but uh, I will uh, you know, bug you after we're finished talking then to see if they made see the list. See if they made the super secret list. Well, we, we have released one of our bands. I doubt this is the band that no, you it wasn't. <laughs> suggested, but um, we always release a little bit early the national tour. So there's right. one show that goes to all the Levitt venues mm-hmm. and 
mm-hmm. the nation. And that has been released this year. That's the new respects, yep. which is a really fun sort of family based pop group based out of Nashville, uh, really kind of fun fusion of sounds and super high energy performance. So I think people are really going to enjoy that one. That'll be a good one. one. No doubt about it. Yeah. All right. So the final two questions, and I, I have gotten to the point now where I tell people, uh, how you answer question number one might determine whether there's even a question number two. <laughs> okay. Uh, but when you are not part of the arts and entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by? Ooh, my dog is pretty entertaining okay. um, in his own way. And I also, I love to garden. I love to be ah. outside. And I'm a bit of a foodie too. So like, really? yes. Favorite I, dish? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just about anything. Okay. Anything, you'll find us at all the ethnic restaurants. So really? we love Indian, uh-huh. Thai, anything with some sort of spice and joy to it. We're there. Oh, so. Excellent choice. Mm-hmm. See, you, you did go ahead and answer uh, the second question because that's, any other hobbies? Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Roseanne Hofflin, thank you so much for being on the Dave Holly Hour. You bet. Uh, finally uh, got to have the opportunity. We had uh, talked uh, a while back. Um, and by the way, I still think that last year's photo shoot for Sioux Falls Stage for the uh, panelists that year is one of the best pictures that's ever been taken. The finest edition. I think so. I mean, the finest cover group of models (laughs) by far. No doubt. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Rose. Appreciate your time. Thank you. And we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic. Improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation. 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XL Chiropractic. Located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks again, everybody, for listening, but thanks to my very wonderful guests, Bob Nelson and Roseanne Hoffman. Also, Shout out to the man that put the R in our wine bar, Ricardo Terabelsi, as uh, we do record a great many of our conversations at our wine bar, sometimes in the upper floor, in the back, but uh, the, this week it was all down in the basement, which is a cozy little place, by the way. Okay, and of course, thank you to you, the Dave Holly Hour Facebook page continues to grow. We're climbing steadily toward a big downloads number as well. Then don't forget, you also can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Dave Holly Hour. Plus, find every one of the now 124 episodes at DaveHollyHour.com. And that's going to do it for this week. Remember, you can't have heart without art. My name is Dave Holly, and for me... Every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by the Sky Lounge and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, and Jesse Moppet Entertainment. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, go to DaveHollyHour.com. At the bottom of the front page is the additional links section. Click on the orange button, Dave Holly on Linktree. You can order merchandise, become a Dave Holly Hour VIP, and make contributions to the show. 
The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.